Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, John Bernadovich. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope to find out what it takes to do HR like a boss. On today's show, I'm so excited to have a dear friend of mine, Nikki Perchik. Knew her as Nikki Zelkin back in the days of ADP when we worked together. Nikki, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here with you. So for those that are not like me and delighted to have known you for a number of years and stay in touch, would you mind just telling our audience a little bit about you and what you're doing these days? Sure. So Nikki Perchik, as you said, um, I started an executive search firm 14 years ago, the NLP Group. And we work with high-level senior executive level professionals and opportunities all over the country, as well as internationally. We cover a broad spectrum of industries and functional areas. Um, And we have amazing clients from early stage startups to Fortune 500s. We work with incredible professionals. And similar to you, it's been uh, great owning my own company. Yeah, fantastic. I know we commiserated over the years about starting and getting into the search business and having that uh, lineage within ADP. Wow, that was a great learning experience. I know for both of us and for all of those former ADPers listening to today's podcast, what's up? And (laughs) we're going to get into today's first question, which I always start the podcast out with getting my guest's perspective on the purpose of human resources. So Nikki, tell me what you think HR's main mission and the why behind that department? So great question. Um, HR to me is really the linchpin of any company. It is the center of the business. Everything starts and ends with your people. Um, So making sure that a company is bringing on the very best people that they can, building the very best culture you can, helping your employees grow, feel recognized, rewarded, empowered to continue to advance their careers. Um, That's how companies grow and build. In addition, HR is really the business partner to every aspect of an organization. So if companies wanna succeed, they really need to have a strong HR function to help build that foundation and continue to propel the business forward. Yeah, no, I totally agree. One of the really cool things about having an executive search entrepreneur like you on the show, I know right now is a really unique and crazy time in the market from a talent acquisition perspective. I know as we were catching up before we recorded the show, just commiserating on the stories of how unique the last couple of years have been for someone in our business from a search and executive recruiter perspective. And, And more importantly, for most of the People that listen to our show are practicing HR professionals, and I know talent acquisition has become a a center, top of the list topic uh, for them as as it's been so difficult to find great talent. So do you have any suggestions on how HR can improve their talent acquisition process to, to ensure that they're getting better outcomes? Yes, I have so many suggestions, probably too many for this show, but um Okay, so just off the top of my head, a couple of things I'm thinking about. So first of all, um, HR needs to improve their job specs. HR, this is, it's a candidate-driven market. The, uh, there are far 
too many companies that have boring job descriptions. We need to be selling. We need to be advertising and marketing through job descriptions. So having a really great uh, job description is the first thing. Having a better application process. Um, so many companies, people feel like they're lost in a process or uh, it's an arduous process. So really making sure, especially in the early part, the application process is more seamless, making sure that every hiring uh, or not even hiring manager, every person who's involved in the interview process is on the same page. So many companies don't agree with what the priorities are for the role, what we are ranking candidates based on. What are the must-haves? What are the like-to-haves? What backgrounds are we open to, not open to? Um, so really everyone getting together and agreeing on that. Uh, moving people through the HR interview process quickly. Um, and when I say HR process, I don't mean just with HR. I, I mean through the interview process. We don't have time right now to have starts and stops. In this market, candidates are going quickly. A-plus candidates have multiple opportunities coming at them at any given time. And the more time we have uh, between interviews, you lose momentum. It's sort of like dating. If you go out on a great date, but you don't go on another date for two weeks, good luck going on the third date, right? Um, preparing for the interview. Oh my gosh, so many people don't prepare on the client side. Um, interviewers will come into interviews saying, I haven't looked at your resume yet. Tell me about yourself. I didn't read this presentation the recruiter sent me. Tell me about yourself. Candidates are investing all this time to be prepared. The, the company side needs to be prepared. Um, if working with recruiters, you've got to partner with the recruiter. We are very fortunate to be selective, and John, I'm sure you are as well, with who we'll partner with. We will not partner with a company that looks at us just as a vendor or a staffing agency. We're an extension of their business. We're the face of their company on the front line. So when we ask for time to really get to know a company, get to know the hiring team, give it to us. Let us, let us help you. Let us understand. I'll ask companies, pitch me your solution so that when I'm going to find a salesperson, I know what they're going to be saying in sales calls. And if a company is like, yeah, I don't have time for that. We needed resumes yesterday. Why would you do that? Work with the recruiter, let them help you get the right talent. Um, let's see, what else would I say? Uh, just treat people with respect. Companies don't always treat people with respect. They don't follow up. Candidates send thank you notes, they hear nothing back. So, um, you know, in this world of social media, Glassdoor, people can give you horrible reviews on your interview process and that makes recruiting harder. So these are just some things I could go on and on, but we don't have all day for it, John. Is that yeah, helpful? No. No, certainly helpful. Yeah, a couple of things you said stood out to me in that respect, which I've seen trying to do this idea of a job description is really describing the jobs that need to be done, not necessarily the skills, competencies, experience level. Like what is the job that you need to be done in exactly. fill in the blank of the title of the role? And the other thing I've been preaching to candidates for as long as I've been in the executive search business, and now it's becoming really prevalent with the way the, the economy is and the, the labor market is, you're as much interviewing the employer as they're in interviewing you. Just like your analogy of dating. I love to do that stuff yeah. as well. 
It's just, you got, you got to take that lens and you as an employer have to realize these, these candidates have a lot more options than they did just a couple years ago. And if you're not making the right impression on them, you might lose a great candidate because you weren't prepared like you described, or you didn't partner with your HR recruiting team, or you, you misstep by taking three weeks to get feedback on how an interview went. Like just imagine putting yourself in their shoes for a minute, right? Like not hearing back from them for that period of time is bad, but I think those are all great. They're all great suggestions. I'm just curious as to like what you as a follow-up to that, what you and your recruiters on your team are hearing from these candidates as to why they are so willing to leave so that maybe employers can announce a prevention to cause them to not leave their jobs. What are you hearing? Um, Another fantastic question. So a couple things that uh, seem to be really coming up consistently. Number one, candidate, or I shouldn't say candidates, professionals don't feel like they're treated with respect. Um, Often professionals are, especially in COVID, when so many companies laid off a lot of people, many of those companies haven't replaced all of those roles. So candidates are doing the job of sometimes two people, sometimes three. And there's no recognition of that. There's very little respect. Um, Not being challenged in a job, not feeling like they have growth opportunities, not feeling like anyone really cares about their progression. Um, I was uh, given a, a story recently Uh, from a professional that I'm interviewing for a client who there was a position that they were hiring for and had posted it externally. And it was a VP title. She applied for it internally, ended up getting the job. And instead of going from director to VP, they just did director to senior director, even though the job spec didn't change. And she asked, you know, why are you doing that? It's, it's the same role, nothing's changed on the jobs. If you had hired from the outside, you'd be giving the person a VP title. And they said, we don't have to, we can keep you at senior director. You've got an increase in title, be happy with it. So that kind of thing, doesn't really go over well. So again, I would say just lack of respect, lack of growth opportunities, uh, bad cultures inside a company, some toxic workplaces still exist, uh, which is surprising, but it's true. Those are some of the things I'm hearing. What about you, John? You hearing those things too? Yeah, no, I think, I think, well, one of the more relevant things more recently, which maybe sounds odd, is just the whole dynamic of the, the economy and the impact sure. of it on people that, you know, things like, okay, I want to work virtually. Your job is requiring me to work hybrid. I don't really want to do that. So can we work something out? And the employers are sticking their heels in the ground and saying, no, this is this, this is the process. You're a great talent. We want to keep you, but no to your answer. And they'll end up going and finding a job that fits them better. That that's that's one aspect. And I, I think another point. yeah, another key point that I'm seeing in the in the candidate market and driving this around is that people are looking for uh, purpose-driven companies. It's a yes. part of the book that's really important to me. Yes. I have to have meaning behind that. I I I have a wonderful nephew. Uh, I have many wonderful nephews, but Tyler, who may be listening to this, 
is an outgoing senior. He's on his uh, European like vacation, I'm calling it, but uh, he's doing his last semester abroad. And we were talking about his new job and his search for it. And he said, Uncle John, I don't want to just find a job that the company makes a widget. I want there to be meaning behind once we make that widget, it's going to do something good in the world. And I was like, Tyler, oh my gosh, like that is so (laughs) profound. And it's, it's the way, like, if we think of it, that's, that's what the labor force wants now. That's what people want. They want to, okay, I'm in accounts payable. Maybe some of that stuff is, is fun for me to do. Other stuff is tactical, but I want to know when I do my job well, that's, and we make money that we're going to do good with it. And I have service hours. I can give back to the community. I think that is, if, if your employer is not doing that today, uh, you better, you better prepare your leadership team to have a, a really clearly defined purpose, how it connects that purpose with your employees, how your values support that purpose. You talked about respect and dignity. Oh my gosh, isn't that just a basic part right. of what we do as human beings? Let's right. treat people with respect, but obviously not in, in this day and age. So, Well, I can't wait to hear what job Tyler gets. Yeah, me too. He already got his job. He's, he's starting a job in New York. Um, Yay, Tyler. And, uh, yeah, way to go, Tyler. Yeah, it's awesome. He's he's an yeah. awesome young guy. Love him. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, speaking of people and things that I love, I have to do a shameless plug and thanks to our sponsor who's near and dear to my heart. Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources needed to put on this podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their search and staffing services, along with a unique client-side HR technology consulting practice. So if you're struggling to find talent for your HR and payroll teams or not getting the return on your investment in your HR technology, please visit willery.com to learn more. Terrific. Yes, visit it. Yes. Willery.com. That way. If you want to spell it out, it's W-I-L-L-O-R-Y.com, right, Nikki? I know you knew that already. But oh, I knew that. Of course I knew that. For those that didn't, didn't know yet. All right. So you're a recruiter. You're awesome at what you do. You do executive search. You support a, a wide variety of different clients that have been doing it for 14 years after your career at ADP. And I know it. what I will say is and I won't say the exact words because I, I don't want to implicate uh, anyone in this show, but recruiters, executive recruiters sometimes can look at HR in a little bit of a different way. They can kind of be a, a, a cog in the wheel that can maybe either slow things down or not make them uh, as successful as they need to be. And I'm just curious for you, what's the best way for human resources to partner with outside recruiting firms and what should they expect when working with someone that really knows what they're doing like you do, Nikki? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. So again, another question I could go on and on all day about, but I will keep it uh, or try to keep it brief. Um, So first of all, as I mentioned, we always want to be viewed as a partner. We're, We're helping talent acquisition look great. We're helping them do their job and and ideally taking work off of their plate. Um, But again, trying to help them really look good in the process. And so partnering with us and making sure you're giving us information. So one of the things we do, which John, you probably do, and this stems back to our ADP days, um, but we have a questionnaire we create for every search we work on before we're kicking off a search, we wanna go through that 
with the HR team. And ideally also if there's a hiring manager that we can bring into the conversation to really understand the ins and outs of not just the company and the role, what's on the spec, what's not on the spec, the management, the what does success of the role look like? 30, 60, 90 days, 360, five. You know, we, we wanna have a really good sense of that. And some companies don't wanna invest that time they will give us 20 minutes to go through a questionnaire that clearly needs an hour or maybe even more of conversation. Um, sometimes HR doesn't want us to have access to the hiring team, uh, maybe because they don't want us to burden those people, maybe they feel threatened by us, but we really try to create an environment where everybody feels like we're partners, we're an extension of their business um, and of their team. So again, it's it's really working together. It's making sure you're giving us the tools to be successful and help you hire those right candidates. Giving good feedback, John, you talked about this before. So many companies don't either give good feedback or good feedback in a timely fashion or any feedback. How are we gonna do better if we're not hearing what's missing what's wrong or conversely sometimes you don't really hear much about the people that they like that they want to move forward which I think is sort of just natural we don't inspect things that go well as much as we inspect things that don't but that feedback is so helpful so that we can make sure we're taking that information and translating that into our searches in our interview processes to again ideally get you far fewer candidates, but far more aligned candidates. Um, and, and one of the things sometimes companies do is they really just base their decision on like, oh, I like the person. Okay, well, we can't do that. We, I mean, I, I always wanna like people, but we're trying to hire someone to be successful at a role. And the last thing I want and you want is for someone to fail right? That does none of us any good. So those are some things I'm thinking about. Does that help answer your question? Yeah, no, no doubt. You, as you were talking, you made me think about my, my best client experience doing a search years ago. It was the reason why I was so great. Super, super awesome contact. Uh, still, still do business with him today, but it was well before everyone had LinkedIn recruiter. And I'll never forget we set up the, the intake call and he spent 45 plus minutes and he's like, okay, here's what we're going to do next. And like, all right, I, you go, I was waiting for him to say, go find me cans and we'll hire him. He's like, I'm going to grant you a seat of one of our LinkedIn recruiter licenses. I was like, really? Like I never had had it before. So I was like, nice, awesome. <laughs> which I know was an investment for him. Next, I want to go through all the candidates that we've rejected so far and give you a sense as to what their profiles were and awesome. who, who they were and what wasn't working. And he said, any applicant I get going forward, I'm going to refer them to you directly so you can do your screening and diligence okay. and you can guarantee getting a fee because I want this to be the right type of partnership. I was like, holy cow. Like, <laughs> Am I <laughs> being make... punked? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So it was How really cool. Yeah, so that opportunity just to truly partner with them, he was able to then just take this search off of his plate. His team was struggling with it. He knew we could handle it, and we did. And he gave me tools and resources, and we ended up placing someone. And you know, probably forty-five days from then, and it it was so different than other right. searches before. 
and it truly was a partnership and I still have him as a friend to this day and it uh, made such a wonderfully lasting impression on me as a recruiter. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, and, you know, to your point, it sort of um, speaks to, you know, why retained search versus contingency, right? Um, if, if we're both in it together and, and making sure you're invested in me and I'm invested in you, great things can happen, right? Yeah. It makes a world of difference. And I know, I know it's really prevalent these days is how difficult it is to find talent. So keep after it, Nikki. I'm going to get you out of here on this. this is my last question for all of my guests. The, the book is called HR Like a Boss. The podcast is called HR Like a Boss. So I'd love to get your perspective on what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. Oh my gosh, that's such a big question. That's fantastic. Okay, so to me, HR Like a Boss, I, I'm, I have a picture in my mind of an HR executive I work with who is phenomenal, is that perfect blend of approachable, warm, engaging, funny, sarcastic, which I love, um, but also someone who commands total respect. Everybody is always impressed when she speaks. Um, this is someone who business leaders listen to, they consult with, they use this person as a confidant. And this is someone who brings top talent into an organization, continues to grow uh, people's careers, and um, has had tremendous success at the company. And the company's had tremendous success. How's that? Well, it's so great that I want the introduction to her because she could be our next guest on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Nikki, I Love know it. you're going to make that happen. You're a connector. I she will. sounds amazing. Congratulations for that awesome relationship. And I really enjoyed our time together to reconnect before the show, as well as on the podcast. For those of you that are listening that you do not know Nikki Perchik, please find her on LinkedIn. She is an incredible person, an exceptional executive recruiter, and Thanks. I cannot recommend her and her business uh, more than anything else. Maybe not quite as much as Willery, but ah, how's that? <laughs> of course not. No, but thank you so much. This has been a blast. I really appreciate it. I'm going to real quick just recap for my crowd. If you were uh, half paying attention in the last 30 seconds, I'll give you a quick summation about the purpose of HR in Nikki's mind is about building culture and empowering your employees to advance within their organization. She gave a bunch of tips for us from a candidate and a client perspective on how to work with search firms and how to be more effective with acquiring top talent. So improving your job specs, streamlining the application process to not make it lame is the simplest way that I'll put that speed <laughs> up the interview process. Let's not, let's not take forever to get through this because you're going to lose out on these candidates. What a novel concept of treating people with dignity and respect, professionals, candidates, clients, et cetera, and ability to be able to partner with the executive search firms in a way that they become an extension of your business and to, and to help them be timely again with that feedback and follow through I think that's important on all sides. And if you are warm and approachable and you help drive success within your organization, you're doing HR like a boss, according to Nikki. So Nikki, it was great to have you on the show. You too. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the HR like a boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating or review and better yet subscribe and share with a friend until next time. Let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.